What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, Athlete X. What's that? Oh, I, no, I know, Jesse, no, I fully agree. Oh, you want them to know about pull-ups? All right, guys, look, he doesn't, I agree wholeheartedly on what he said about Jesse, but he doesn't think that you're doing your pull-ups right. So what I want to do is I tend to agree. I think that pull-ups are one of those things that are very challenging. They're an, they're an enigma, really, because they look so easy when people know how to do them, and it can be so damn hard when you don't know how to do them. But we can make it all easy here today because I'm putting out the official pull-up checklist. What I want to do is I want to show you guys exactly how to do it by covering some of the prerequisites that are going to make it a lot easier for you to do right now if you focus on these things. Number two, the setup. Everything in the setup will determine how the rep itself goes. So if we get these things right, I promise you'll get better at them as well. And then finally, the actual rep. How you perform the exercise itself is going to make a big difference in how well you do them, okay? And finally, one giant caveat that you're gonna to wanna to make sure you pay attention to as it relates to the impact this exercise can have on your shoulder in a bad way if you don't do them correctly. So with that being said, let's start breaking them down one by one with the help of Raymond, the checklist. All right, to kick off this checklist, guys, we actually have a prerequisite list. And these are the things that can enhance your ability to attack the pull-up itself. I want you working on these things because they're gonna have an amazing transfer over to your ability to do pull-ups. And the first thing is having stronger abs. Now guys, I've relayed this story many times here before. When I had my hernia surgery, the most difficult thing for me to do was not to do a plank or to do a crunch or any direct ab exercise. As a matter of fact, I was doing that a couple days after surgery. What I wasn't able to do though, even months after the surgery, was hang from a bar and keep my body still because your abs are heavily relied on to create stability and stillness under the bar when you hang on it. So what you need to do is start to incorporate more hanging ab exercises into your routine to start to strengthen your abs in that environment, which is gonna have a tremendous transfer right over to the pull-up when you decide to do them. Next, you have to have a strong deadlift. Now I know this is a little bit counterintuitive. You're thinking to yourself, I'm pulling off of the floor versus pulling up overhead. Well, the point is you're pulling in both environments, and the stronger you are at pulling, the better you're going to be. I put together a complete deadlift checklist video that you're gonna to wanna to check out that covers exactly how to perform the deadlift for maximizing your strength and getting the most out of that lift. I promise you, as you watch your deadlift numbers increase, your ability to do more and more pull-ups will go up as well. Thirdly, scapular strength is one of those elements that people tend to overlook. Your scapula need to be strong, they need to be stable. And one of the best ways you can do this is by improving something we call your straight arm scapular strength. With an exercise like this, the straight arm pushdown. Work on including this into your routine. And I promise you, you're going to develop a lot more stability through your scapula, which is going to, as you'll see quickly here, become very important to your ability to do pull-ups. And last, guys, you wanna make sure that your body fat's in check, because we know that a guy who's heavier and doesn't have the strength to match that extra weight is gonna have an incredibly difficult time doing pull-ups. So having a good strength to body weight ratio will always be in your favor. So work on getting that body fat down, which is going to improve your ability to knock out more pull-ups than you can right now. With that being said, now we gotta start the checklist onto what you actually need to do when you put those hands on the bar. All right, so now the setup. When we get to the bar, there are some things that we can do here that is gonna make the rest of the exercise so much easier if we get them right. And it starts with how we grab the bar. As you see here, I have some options. I could grab with a narrow grip, I could grab with a shoulder width grip, I could grab with a very wide grip. The fact is, there's only one grip that's actually really good, and that is this one right here. Slightly wider than shoulder width. 
Why? Because it places my shoulders in the right position to do a lot of things that are going to be needed in the rest of the exercise. Namely, it gets my elbows out in front of my body. It puts a bit of stretch onto the lats that's going to allow us to gain more power from them and it takes out of the equation some of the smaller muscles that are ill-equipped to do what we're trying to do and that is pull our entire body up to the bar. If I went incredibly narrow as you see here, most of the focus is going to shift to the forearms and to the brachialis to try to get my body up over the bar. They're not as equipped and strong to do that. I really need to get my lats involved and to do that, as I mentioned, you just got to go a little bit wider. And by keeping the elbows out in front of our body, it prevents us from wanting to go too far. Because you can see as I go too far, my elbows start to go out towards the sides. Raymond's going to show you why that's not a good idea in just a little bit. The next thing we can do is talk about the depth of our grip. Where are you gripping the bar? Are you gripping it in the end of your hand, up near your fingers, or are you gripping it really deep here in your palm to do the exercise? Now I'm going to tell you this right now. You will do more pull-ups if you grip it really far away in this sort of hook grip with your fingers just resting over the top of the bar, but you're inviting some long-term problems. You're going to place too much stress on those deep finger flexors that's going to radiate all the way down here and place so much stress on that medial elbow and eventually turn into a really stabbing pain of medial epicondylitis if you always do them this way. Now if you're in a pull-up competition and you just have to get as many as you can in a single effort, then I'd probably recommend doing it in this far end of your fingers. But if you're going to do your pull-ups routinely and you want to do them right without irritating your elbow, then you're going to want to grip a little deeper as you see me do here. Lastly, we talk about the positioning of the legs and believe it or not, it matters. Most of us will do it like this. We'll bend our knees, bring our feet back behind our body and do our pull-ups. When I'm not really understanding what we're trying to accomplish by doing that. Because the weight of our legs is the weight of our legs. We're not unweighting anything, whether we bend them or whether we keep them out straight in front of us. But what we are gaining, when you put your legs out straight in front of you, is a plugging of the energy leaks. This is a concept I've covered many times here, and it's a miracle if you have never tried it before. You'll see instant changes with how many pull-ups you can do. You position yourself where your legs are out in front of your body. You're going to actively engage your calves by pointing your toes down towards the ground. You're going to squeeze your quads and straighten your knees as hard as you possibly can. You're going to squeeze your glutes behind you. You're going to tighten your abs as well. All of these things now tighten. You're actually plugging all the potential places where the force that you're going to generate down through the bar can leak out of, realizing that your whole body is one kinetic chain with that energy flowing up and down. If you plug those, there's nowhere else for that energy to go, then right back up into the bar, down through your arms, and execute it in a better performed pull-up. You'll see instant strength increases if you do what I'm doing here. You get those legs out in front of your body. You stay tight. You stay straight. This is going to help you tremendously. All right, so now it's go time. It's time to do your repetition. The thing you want to do first and foremost is look up. Look right at the bar. Guys, if you're looking where you're going, you're going to get there faster, right? But don't mislead yourself into thinking that your eyes are the target for the bar. You still need to get that bar at least to your chin, if not to your sternum. But if you look in that direction, it's going to give you that target. It's going to help you to visually set that goal and get there easier. The next thing is now you're going to initiate. And when you do, I want you to squeeze. I want you to squeeze the bar, but not just through the entire hand. I want you to focus on squeezing through these two fingers right here. Your ring finger and your pinky finger. Why? Because those are the two weakest fingers in your grip. 
And if you can squeeze and consciously squeeze down through the weaker fingers, you're going to bring the rest of the grip along for the ride. And a stronger grip and the ability to exert force into a grip, into the bar, is going to initiate the process of pulling with a good strong force downward to get your body up. So I want you guys to make sure that you're doing that. Now, what is the mindset here? Don't think about pulling your body up to the bar. I always say think about pulling the bar down to your body. But while you're doing it, I want you to attack the bar with your chest. Meaning, as you go in this direction, reach for it with your chest. Open your chest up. This does something incredibly important. It establishes thoracic extension. Thoracic extension is not only going to make this repetition easier, but it's going to actually increase the safety of this exercise when it comes to your shoulder, which leads us to our final caveat. All right, so that brings us to this sort of controversial point when it comes to the pull-up. And I'm going to give you guys the best advice I think I can. Do you need to go full out dead hang on every pull-up rep? Yes, you should. That means you should straighten your elbows, if your elbows allow you to, on every single repetition. But that does not mean that you should do this. This is called unpacking the shoulders. This is what some people interpret as a dead hang. This would be a bad pull-up tutorial that teaches you to do this. Why? Because this is actually destabilizing your shoulder in a pretty bad way. And dead hang does not mean destabilize. And that's what I talked about Raymond helping us out here and why it's so important to get into that mindset of attacking the bar with your sternum to get into that thoracic extension. Let me explain. So when I go here into this dead hang position, I raise my arm up overhead. When there's no engagement at all of the muscles here of your upper torso and back, you get this traction stress up here on your arm. And if you have a torn labrum, like I do, then this is going to be a really negative thing for you to do in terms of how it feels on your body. And you don't necessarily even have to have a torn labrum. Just the lack of stabilization that this cr uh, creates is going to place a lot of force and impingement stress up here in the joint itself, as you see as it rises up and pulls up into the AC joint. So what we need to do is we need to learn to keep ourselves engaged as you see me do here. And all that is is me just actually pulling down and back. Now, we don't want to lock into this position. What we want to do is we want to be able to create stability here but still move because as you can see, as the arm goes, goes up over the body, the shoulder blade will go with it. This is what's called the scapulohumeral rhythm. This wants to move. It has to upwardly rotate in order to allow the arm to get all the way up overhead as you would in the downward position of a pull-up. So we want to do this instead. Just create enough space. Don't let your traps go up near your ears. Instead, just pull them down. Get them away. Create some space between your shoulders and your neck. When you're in this position now, if you allow for thoracic extension, something actually really helpful happens here. And that is it allows the shoulder blades to do that rotation. Remember, if you just try to force your shoulder blades down and back, you'll get none of that movement. You're actually giving two cross signals. One of them is to stay tight and the other one is to be able to move. And we can't do the two things at once. But what we can do is we can stay stable and have it move it the right way. Because as you'll see, if this spine were to, were to bend forward, if I were to be kyphotic or make lose some of that extension through the thoracic spine, this shoulder blade can't really rotate smoothly on this curved thorax or on this curved rib cage here. 
but when I get nice and straight, if I come up straight here, now you can see the amount of play that's available here in the scapula for rotation. Again, if I move forward, it doesn't want to move as much. It's locked in place here in terms of how much it can rotate. And just getting myself up straight, you can see how much more play I get around the scapula. So that is the most important thing, guys. Don't trick yourself into thinking that getting completely lax at the bottom of a pull-up is a good thing. Get straight at the elbows, keep the tightness there, keep the stability, and then allow that extension through the thoracic spine to still allow for the movement that's going to be required to execute the pull-up properly every single time. All right, guys, so there you have it, the official pull-up checklist, hopefully now allowing you to do not just more pull-ups, but to do them correctly every single time. If you missed the others in the checklist series, guys, make sure you click on these and watch them. I'll actually link them at the end of the video. In the meantime, if you're looking for programs where we put the science back in strength, as you can see, how we do what we do actually matters, and it helps us to get to where we want to be a lot faster when you do those things right. All that's worked in every program we have over at AthleanX.com. If you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know also what I want to cover. I'll do my best to do that for you. If you haven't already done so, guys, click subscribe and turn on those notifications so you never miss a video when we put one out. All right, guys. See you soon. And you guys thought I was bad at staring.